Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. During the Summer of Love riots in 2020, the media said that they were fiery, but mostly peaceful. And they showed imagery, video, live footage of a police station being burned to the ground. The media consistently defends far-left extremists, and now it's just escalated to a more extreme degree. From the post-millennial, breaking, Katie Hobbs, press secretary, posts threats of violence against transphobes on Twitter. That is right. A Democrat staffer has directly threatened extreme violence, murder, death following the shooting that took place in Nashville by a transgender individual. A Democratic staffer is threatening anyone who is a quote unquote transphobe. Now, of course, we know what that means. They're referring specifically to conservatives and independents, disaffected liberals, those of us who are saying, hey, you should not be giving children these drugs and surgeries. They call that transphobic. Now, there's a lot more to it. There have been people who have refused to date trans people who have been called transphobic. It has been deemed transphobic if you're a male attracted to females if you will not sleep with a biological male trans woman, they call that transphobic. But there's more than just this. There's more than just this, and it's uh, particularly worrisome. From TimCast.com, trans activists threaten to kill Tennessee lawmakers. I don't even know if I can read these quotes. I don't think I can. I don't think I will be able to read uh, 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 the quotes here. So let me, let me tell you about this story. And understand that um, I don't know what to say. I mean, to be, to be completely honest, of course, there's the old oh, civil war trope from 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 Tim Cast here. And we talk about it quite a bit and people often mock the idea. But what do you say and what would you call it? Where are we when Democrats? This is a press secretary. This is the person who speaks for the governor of Arizona a Democrat, when they post a photo threatening to shoot and kill their political enemies. What do you say and what do you call it 
when a transgender individual targets a school, killing three innocent children, and the media comes to their defense, and Democrats come to their defense, and yes, I kid you not, Joe Biden laughs about it. I am not exaggerating. Joe Biden laughs, tells a little old joke about the murder of three nine-year-old children. It's brutal stuff. It's absolutely brutal stuff. And it has me worried about where we're headed. And another component of this story that we have in the post-millennial is how Twitter has begun censoring individuals who are criticizing the left and transgender activists call for violence. Andy No, the post-millennial Marjorie Taylor Greene have had tweets removed. It's a tough conversation. And I want to break this down because I'm not as opposed to this as I am other forms of censorship. That is to say, Twitter should restore the tweets and restore the accounts if they were accidentally taken down. But they're arguing it's because they're trying to prevent violence. So let's do this. Today, rather shockingly, I have a direct sponsor for this channel, and it's uh, everyone's favorite, Virtual Shield. Go to Surfing Internet Safe and pick up, download your copy of Virtual Shield, $8.33 per month. This is a virtual private network service that protects you as you browse the web. They say it's your Swiss army knife to keep you safe and private online. Browse the web anonymously and fight back against censorship and big tech. Malware and ad blocking make browsing more convenient while keeping you protected. Upgrade to protect your identity from data breaches. A virtual private network will keep you safe from corporations, governments, and other nefarious actors who are trying to steal your data or spy on you. It also can help bypass censorship and restrictions. It's not, it's not a magic bullet or anything like that, but it is a basic layer of security. And I want to give a shout out to Virtual Shield. I don't do a lot of ad reads on this channel, but they are my first ever sponsor back when my channel only had a few thousand subs. And they've helped, they've helped us for a long time by sponsoring the shows. So again, go to surfingintermetsafe.com, fight back against censorship, and uh, pick up your copy. Special thank you to Virtual Shield. Again, surfinginternetsafe.com. Link in the description below. Let's read the news from the Post Millennial. They report Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs, notoriously progressive uh, press secretary Joselyn Berry, tweeted out a photo of a woman pointing two guns in response to what she considers to be transphobia. This comes just one day after a transgender school shooter gunned down three children and three adults at a Christian private school in Nashville. Quote us when we see transphobes, the tweet read. And it's an image of a woman, presumably from some movie, holding two guns and pointing them forward, looking angry. What's the implication here? As trans activists have repeatedly been calling to take up arms and to fight back, we can only surmise one thing. As a flyer is circulating, saying that on April 1st, they are going to have a day of vengeance in Washington, D.C. after the killing of six people. We can only assume one thing. I am done giving the benefit of the doubt to these people. If you think that was a joke, then fine, so be it. Whatever comes next, you were warned. When you see these videos of trans activists mercilessly beating people, reporters, when you see what the far left does to people like Andy No, we know these extremists are violent and deadly. So it's no surprise that we saw them finally take actions like this. And it's no surprise then that they are escalating their rhetoric. When the Covington Catholic situation happened 
And a young child simply stood on some stairs and was confused the whole time. A Native American man walked up and started banging a drum in his face. They called for his death. And Twitter allowed it. Yeah. Twitter allowed it. They go to say the image appears to be in violation of Twitter's policy against violent threats, which states you may not threaten to inflict physical harm on others, which includes but is not limited to threatening to kill, torture, assault or otherwise hurt someone. Earlier on Tuesday, Twitter locked the accounts of the post-millennial, along with senior editor Andy No, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Brendan Strzok and others after reporting on the Trans Day of Vengeance, which Antifa and trans groups are organizing for April 1st in Washington, D.C., the account that called for violence is still active on the site. Conservatives on, tw- on Twitter were quick to point out Barry's incitement to violence. Charlie Kirk of TPUSA took note. This is Governor Katie Hobbs press secretary, Jocelyn Barry, advocating for violence against those who oppose the radical trans agenda. As of the time of publication, the tweet was still up. As of the time of this video, Jocelyn Barry has locked her account, so we don't know if the tweet is still there. But I just I'm not surprised. You know, I go and hang out with regular people on the weekends. I've, I've been mostly turning off the Internet on on Saturday. Not completely. I still get notifications and texts because I, I don't I don't believe in this. You know, just they, they do this detox, Internet detox day thing. It's like, well, that's that's for you. That's for you. It's not for me. I'm not I don't really post on the weekends. I don't really pay attention a lot about what's going on. But I do have still that line, that connection. I have, you know, the reporters, they'll send me notifications. I'll check periodically just to scroll through, seeing anything big's happening. Because it's not just about doing this job. It's about knowing what's happening in the world and paying attention to it. So when I'm sitting next to people at a bar or a restaurant or we're hanging out uh, at the poker tables or at a skate park, and people have no idea what's happening. I warn you, this is why you need to know, because on April 1st, these people are calling for death and murder. I'm not exaggerating. From TimCast.com, I, I, can't read, uh, I can't read some of these quotes because they're direct calls for, for death and violence. Several trans activists suggesting doxing and killing Tennessee lawmakers after passing legislation in the state. One Twitter user shared a screenshot from an LGBTQ Nation article claiming Tennessee lawmakers were requiring transgender identifying youth to detransition by next year. Quote, this is what genocide looks like, the original poster wrote. In a now deleted tweet, another user with the handle, um, Nihilist, quote tweeted the original poster saying these people forcing youth to detransition have names and addresses. They say, you let me know where I can get my hand on. And then they make a threat, said the third user who goes by the, I'm not going to read all of that. Andy No tweets, far left extremists and militant trans activists are threatening to injure or kill lawmakers in Tennessee as revenge for the state banning the medical transitioning of minors. Their violent threats have surged in recent weeks. Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. 
Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com slash Tim. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash T-I-M. The third user addressed their deleted tweet shortly after saying, I will get rid of this tweet because naturally I don't want my own personal rhetoric to become representative of a whole myriad of different people, as this is what seems to be happening. You know, it's not just you as to why that's happening. It's because Jocelyn Berry, it's because many others are all doing the exact same thing. It's because Twitter stated that there were over five thousand posts calling for a day of vengeance less than one week after a trans person shot and killed nine-year-old children. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if some white male Christian shot up a school or a church and then all of conservative media started putting out calls for vengeance? It's insane. This is where we are. Joe Biden jokes about motives of trans school shooter, says he has no idea if Christians were targeted. Oh, he laughs. He laughs. Here's the video. It's kind of hard to hear. I have no idea. Josh Foley believes they were. What do you say to that? Well, I probably don't then. I'm joking. <laughs> Children are dead. <laughs> wow. A reporter asks Joe Biden, do you think Christians were targeted? And I have no idea. And then he says, Josh Hawley thinks they were. He goes, oh, then I probably don't then. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. Why? Holy crap. Man, these are crazy days. Crazy days indeed. I think what people don't understand about civil war is the tribal rage that sparks it. I don't know what they think is going to happen. They think that you got to see like two armies marching down the street with guns being like, oh, what? Yes, because two military forces must clash at the Battle of Bull Run before you have a civil war. Yeah. Or tribal ideologues take up guns and start killing people like every other civil war. It's absolutely insane. Let me tell you where we are as a country. Joe Biden laughed at the idea that Christians were targeted and killed simply because Josh Hawley suggested it was true. Or more importantly, Joe Biden was told that Josh Hawley believes it's true. Biden then laughs and says, I probably don't then. That is to imply this country has bifurcated to a point where Joe Biden jokes that if a Republican believes it, he won't. Don't you get it? That is what drives civil war. The idea that you could laugh at dead children because your political enemy says they were targeted for being Christians, says so much. You know, a lot of people will give Joe Biden the benefit of the doubt. Oh, he was just kidding. Calm down. No, I won't. I I won't. I can't. I refuse. You don't give them the benefit of the doubt. What we're where we're headed is the bifurcation of American society. It's already happened, but it's generational. I was talking to Kimberly Guilfoyle last night on Timcast IRL. She said that she worked for CNN before they got woke and went broke. 
And I was asking her, like, how did this happen? When did this happen? How did this shift happen? You must have been witnessing it. And she talks about a gradual shift and uh, fighting to sneeze over here. Sorry about that. And here's what I think happened. Millennials were raised on the Internet in a hyper-polarized world due to the social media algorithms. It's, it's too late. I believe it is too late. It's, it's happened. Millennials, Gen Z, and the younger generation have already hyper-polarized because of social media. There are two different countries that exist. For Gen Xers and boomers, and even older, they live in one world, one America. They disagree on some issues, but they mostly agree on the country. As you start getting into the younger generation, those that were raised on the internet believe radically different things and will never come together. Mostly, I think that the far left are social zombies and everyone else, they're, they're independent thinkers for the most part. Trump, of course, has his cult followers. That's true. But they're a small faction. Most people associated with the culture war right are of varying political opinions, but we agree on reality. And the left agrees on social tribalism. They will just fall in line. That's not changing. The older generation, as they aged out of these jobs at CNN, and the younger generation started taking these jobs, these companies become increasingly hyperpolarized. It will get worse. It won't stop. You can't stop it. Because what you need to understand, the 55-year-old executive at Disney, he doesn't believe in the woke crap. He's just got young people screaming in his ears. He's got a marketing guy who says, look, man, this is what the young generation wants. And so he adheres to it. Eventually, they have to lay people off. Disney's laying off 7,000 people. A lot of companies are falling apart because of this, because of the woke policies. But that won't matter because woke people are hiring their woke friends. And when that 55-year-old retires as he nears retirement age, you are going to get a 37 to 40-year-old millennial who is hyper-partisan extremist, uh, and an extremist who takes over that job and says, now that I'm in charge, we're going to do everything times 10. And it will only get worse. Right now, we have seen this happen with social media, Silicon Valley. They allowed this. This is Jack Dorsey's fault specifically and entirely. Jack Dorsey started Twitter. He says, oh, we didn't, we didn't make it. We discovered it. That's how he views it. Because people were creating the culture around Twitter, like the at symbol and the hashtag sign. There were users trying to find ways to make it easier to search for people and things. And they're saying, this is at John. Tweet at John, right? It literally just meant that. Now the at symbol is ubiquitous. It's everywhere. It's used on YouTube and Facebook and other social media platforms and TikTok. That started with Twitter. But Jack Dorsey could have created a robust space for dialogue and communication. Instead, he said, give me my money. I don't care about the rest. And so when the radical extremists started taking over, he just said, give them whatever they want so I get paid. And he stood there as our culture was being burned to the ground and the minds of our youth were being poisoned. The same is true for YouTube. The same is true for Facebook. I don't know that it's all on purpose. I just know that it happened, that it's happening. And there's no reversing it. A lot of people ask, like, what should we do? No, there's no reversing it. I'm not saying that to be a dick or to, to be blackpilled. I'm saying that when you have someone who's 23 years old and their entire worldview was crafted by far left social media algorithms, I shouldn't even call it far left, just social media algorithms, you're not going to change their worldview overnight. 
It will take decades of deprogramming, and it can't be done. Now, these people, of course, think they're not in the cult, but they are because they don't live in the real world. Someone born in the year 2000, they're 10 years old in 2010. They are getting nothing but Facebook, social media, algorithmic garbage, far left insanity, systemic racism, white privilege, etc., etc. YouTube starts embracing these things, Facebook and Twitter, because they're thinking, and I know this because I've heard them say it, this is the younger generation. If you want to be ahead of the curve, you've got to give them what they want. That was Fusion's strategy. Short-lived company, mind you. They said, young people are progressive. We got to give them what they want. And I said, that's, that's a mistake. Because most people are not. Boomers, Gen Xers, half of millennials, and half of Gen Z are not. You're catering only to a small faction of people. That was their plan. So they began to produce media to continually hyper-radicalize a younger generation. And they did. The only problem is, as I stated, boomers, Gen X, half of millennials and half of Gen Z don't believe this crap. They don't believe the woke psycho garbage. They don't want to take drugs. They don't want kids taking drugs. They don't want sex shows for children. Only a small faction of people do, but they're very loud. And you see what happens is most of us don't like racism, sexism, or homophobia and all that stuff. You know, we're like, look, if, if you want to get married to somebody, you don't get married to somebody. So when the activists come out and say, we represent popular opinion on progress, the corporation said, okay. But they don't. These people never did. They're violent extremist psychopaths, exemplified by their calls for violence and mockery of the dead. They want more. It is fire, a chaotic and destructive force that just consumes. They are social zombies. They don't care so long as they get theirs. And you have let them into the hen house. You let the foxes into the hen house. So this is where we're going. Joe Biden is a sick, callous individual who laughs. Other Democrats are just pandering to the zombie horde. That's why Katie Hobbs, press secretary, posted the death threat, the threat of violence against their political uh, enemies. And I think enemies are the right word. Opponents is no longer fitting. They're actively killing and calling for death. Yeah, they're enemies. Because they're like, we pander to those who pay the bills. I don't know where that leaves the rest of you guys. For me, I got out of the city. I bought some chickens. It's funny, you know, you go look out and you just look at chickens. It makes you feel good. The chickens walking around doing chicken stuff. But it makes you feel good also knowing that um, I got fresh eggs. We got too many eggs. I think we have like 150 downstairs. I got to eat them. Too many. Chickens just, they keep laying, they keep producing. And we're going to be hatching some new ones as spring comes around, some spring chickens. Now, we're not, I don't want to say 100% self-sufficient or anything like that, but we're working towards that goal. One, I think it's better for the environment. Two, I don't want to be sitting in a city as this stuff starts to go down. Nashville's a big city. And you see that there are psychopaths within the, 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 the borders of these jurisdictions. You live in a small town, maybe there's 10 of them. But they're crazy, violent people, and they need to be stopped. These far left extremists are calling for terrorism on Sunday. I mean, I'm sorry, on Saturday. Twitter's banning anyone who posts about it. I understand Twitter is trying to stop people from encouraging violence and organizing this. But they're banning critics and journalists who are reporting on it. That's how scary things are getting. I hope y'all are paying attention. I assume you are. You're watching this show. So 
Share the video, support the channel, become a member at TimCast.com, all that on all that jazz. CastBrew.com is officially up. You can pick up your pre-orders of CastBrew Coffee, Rise with the Berto Jr. Uh, I'll leave it there. The next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Get woke, go broke, NHL. You guys remember this story? They wanted all the players to wear pride jerseys, and then this one dude comes out, and he's like, nah, I ain't doing none of that. And then it caused this massive spike in sales for his jersey. We've seen this every time a major athlete says, screw you, go America. I am not going to wear your jersey. I'm not going to kneel. People support. There's a massive outpouring of support for the athlete. And once again, we have another story. You see, the escalation is upon us. Regular people are sick of this stuff. They're sick of the kneeling. There was a period. Remember Colin Kaepernick? was like, I'm going to kneel. And it was a big controversy. And people were like, I'm going to burn this uh, a gear and whatever, and I'm going to oppose this. Now, we're at a point where a few years later, everyone kneels, everyone wears the jersey, but the tides are turning. NHL may cancel LGBT pride nights as growing number of players refuse to wear rainbow gear. Bravo, gentlemen. I just want to say, to all of the uh, athletes who want to wear the jersey, well, go for it, man. I got no beef. If Colin Kaepernick wants to kneel, I roll my eyes. I say, sure, fine, whatever. But it's when they make you do it. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Now, more importantly, I'm hoping for social pressure that stops all of it. It's sports, man. People want to just watch a game of hockey. But I warned about this, and I'm telling you, I think it'll get worse. I was talking about this like five, six years ago. When, while we're seeing the demand that we include you know, women and trans people, minorities, and various elements of sports, it will come to major league sports as well, because the rules are arbitrary. We made them up. So here's what happens. In all major league sports, there is no gender restriction. A woman can try out for any basketball team, any baseball team. Guess what? They tend not to make the cut. Or I say tend, tend not to. They never do because women tend to be smaller, less muscle mass. Some women have almost gotten signed as kickers in the NFL, but they still don't quite make it. So they want all this DEI in sports. Yeah, well, don't be surprised if sooner or later they try to pull some garbage where it's like the team must be half women. But let's read about this because I got to be honest, seeing this, it kind of feels like we're going in the other direction and people are standing up and saying we don't want this stuff in our sporting events. But before we read this story, ladies and gentlemen, we have an amazing announcement. Head over to castbrew.com to pre-order 
your cast brew coffee. That's right. We have launched our coffee brand. We have my personal favorite, Rise with Roberto Jr. If you're a fan of Roberto Jr., pick up his new breakfast blend. We announced this officially last night. And within the span of about 20 or 30 minutes, we sold over $5,000. I know that's just it's just five grain of coffee that we sold. But it's a start. And the reason I think this is important is that we want to sponsor ourselves. We want to build companies that challenge the machine, that build culture. It's not just about complaining online. It's about making things. So along with the coffee shop that we're building and the private club, become a member at TimCast.com, CastBrew.com is now officially up and you can pre-order. The coffee will ship by about May 5th. The reason it's a pre-order is because we're starting the production line right now. So you pre-order this. We load it up. We got whole bean and ground versions. You got a little silhouette of Roberto Jr. right there. Rise with Roberto Jr. is our breakfast blend. And then our signature Appalachian Nights. If for those that like robust, dark coffees, it's dark. It's not quite as dark as espresso roast or anything like that, but it is a very dark blend. And uh, these are we also have French roast and Colombian. Casper.com help support the show, help support the new the new coffee company. And uh, we got a lot more coming. But let's read the news because that's what you're here for. The Post Millennial says, in response to an increasing number of players engaging in silent protests against the NHL's Pride Nights, a new report claims the league is reevaluating the events which may lead them to being canceled, lead to them being canceled. Currently, all of the teams in the NHL hold Pride Nights. However, some now do so without the themed jerseys as the events are planned by the individual teams, not the league. League Commissioner Gary Bettman said in an interview with CTV News when asked about the players that have refused to wear pride themed jerseys this season, quote, this is the first time we've experienced that. And I think it's something that we're going to have to evaluate in the offseason. Citing religious beliefs, several players have declined to participate in pregame warmups while wearing pride themed jerseys. Bettman told the outlet, this is one issue where players, for a variety of reasons, may not feel comfortable wearing the uniform as a form of endorsement. The commissioner continued, but I think that's become more of a distraction now because the substance of what our teams and we have been doing and stand for is really being pushed to the side for what is a handful of players basically have made personal decisions, and you have to respect that as well. I just want to say to all the players who mindlessly wear this stuff, I have very little respect for you. If you support it, support it. If you don't, don't. But if you're a mindless zombie like, I don't know, then you are a zombie problem. Last Thursday night, Florida Panthers players Eric and Mark Stahl refused to wear the jury citing their Christian beliefs. The pair said in a statement, well, let me let me read the full statement. Check this out. Oh, no, that's uh, uh, that's from James Armour. This other pair said, we carry no judgment on how people choose to live their lives and believe that all people should be welcome in all aspects of the game of hockey. Having said that, we feel that by us wearing a pride jersey, it goes against our Christian beliefs. A statement from goaltender James Rymery says, under the umbrella of the NHL's Hockey is for Everyone initiative, the San Jose Sharks have chosen to wear jerseys in support of the LGBTQIA community tonight. For all 13 years of my NHL career, I have been a Christian, not just in title, but how, in how I choose to live my life daily. I have a personal faith in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins, and in response, asks me to love everyone and follow him. I have no hate in my heart for anyone, and I have always strived to treat everyone that I encounter with respect and kindness. 
in this specific instance, I am choosing not to endorse something that is counter to my personal convictions, which are based on the Bible, the highest authority in my life. I strongly believe that every person has value and worth, and the LGBTQIA community, like all others, should be welcomed in all aspects of the game of hockey. That's James Reimer. Other players have taken similar actions for their religious beliefs, such as Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov and San Jose Sharks goalie James Reimer. After refusing to wear the pride jersey, Provorov jerseys immediately sold out online. You'll love to hear it. It's not about disrespect for the flag, the pride flag or whatever. It's about people standing up for what they believe in and saying, you're not going to make me do something I don't want to do. You're not going to make me support something I don't support. Look at this one. Jack Posobiec. Journalists are now crying on air because Provorov wouldn't wear a pride jersey. Three things, technically. Provorov also spoke to the media after the game and, and echoed what Tortorella said, so I didn't feel the need to run it. Um, this happened in baseball last year with the Tampa Bay Rays. There were five members of the Tampa Bay Rays who wouldn't wear a patch supporting gay rights. Mm -hmm. And Major League Baseball didn't do much. It was a story for a little bit. Um, John Tortorella, you know, uh, many years ago, when, um, you know, racial injustice, and it still is to the stable, when, racial, when, when Colin Kaepernick first started kneeling during National Anthem, said, anyone who does that on my team is going to sit. And he has a, he has a son who's an Army Ranger. So it's not like Tortorella in the past hasn't spoken on, on, on sensitive issues. You, you see how angry they get when people on the right do exactly what they did? They said, everybody stand for the national anthem. And Colin Kaepernick was like, I'm going to kneel. And they went, OK, no, we, we are, we're mad about this. Everybody had, there was a big hubba, it was a big controversy. And then a couple of years later, everyone was kneeling in every sport. Few people, men and women, would stand. And they got so mad. Now, they're trying to command everybody to wear pride jerseys. And a handful of people are like, I'm not going to do that. And they are getting mad. You know, people used to protest for injustice and you... Oh, you're going to cry about it. You know, I think these people are an insane death cult, right? And I think people should stand up to them. Buffalo Sabres defenseman Ilya Liubushkin has announced that he would not take part in the pregame warm-up Monday because the team is scheduled to wear pride jerseys due to fears of retribution at home in Russia because of the Kremlin's anti-gay law. The Chicago Blackhawks opted for their players not to wear the pride jerseys, citing Russia's anti-gay law, stating that they were concerned for their player's safety when they return home. Look, man, I hope this keeps happening. I hope more and more people stand up and say, we will not bend the knee to this. If you want to wear the pride jersey, man, go for it. Do it with my blessing. But the idea that the corporations are telling all of their players, this is what you have to do. Nah, you can't corporate force politics onto people in this way to astroturf support for your insane cult. And I say it's an insane cult because there's a big difference between someone being gay, trans or otherwise, or bi or lesbian or whatever, and what they're promoting. They're promoting drag shows for kids. They're overt sex shows. for That's what they're promoting. They're promoting something beyond just live and let live. They are promoting right now, especially as we see the violence on Monday. They are promoting these ideas and these ideologies, which are increasingly making things worse for everybody. So to my good friends in the NHL and to people like Kyrie Irving and Aaron Rodgers standing up and just being like, Yo, I'm going to do my thing. 
bravo to these athletes because this is what we need. We need we need people to look up to. Kids are going to look up to these guys and they're going to say, I want to be like them. Strong convictions. They know what they want to do. They know what they should do and they know what they shouldn't do. So I respect it, man. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Bravo to these to these athletes. You'll love to see it. I'm going to leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. Whether you want it to or not, the rhetoric is escalating. In response to the attack on Monday, what we are seeing now is trans activists actively calling for fighting, merciless beatings, taking up weapons. We are seeing these posts on social media. They don't care. They don't care about law enforcement. They don't care about social media enforcement. In response, Tucker Carlson has run a segment where he says the trans movement is targeting Christians. I don't disagree with that. And as much as we want to tell everyone to calm down and back off, you just can't. I mean, you can. Obviously, we want to tell people, please don't fight. We don't want to go this route. What I mean to say is people aren't going to listen. A trans person went into a school and church and executed three nine-year-old children and three faculty members. And in response to this, the activists are planning on continuing with their trans day of vengeance. And along with this, they are posting active, they're actively posting videos calling for people to take up weapons and fight and beat people and hurt people. Law enforcement can't do anything about this. This is what people don't understand. Civil war. Yeah, believe me, don't believe me. But I've told you guys a million times. When I used to talk about this years ago, I'd have people say the government would never allow it. The government can't do anything about it. The government exists only in the minds of its people who have confidence in it. In New York, in Manhattan Island alone, there's what, 2.5 million people. Imagine if 10%, just 10% of Manhattan Island decided that they were no longer going to abide by the rules. Yeah, okay, so uh, 250,000 people doing whatever they want. You think there are enough police on Manhattan Island to deal with that? There aren't. It's not possible. I think in all of New York, including all the five boroughs, you have something like 40,000, 40,000 cops. Now you can take every cop from every other borough and put them in Manhattan and try and stop 250,000 people. It ain't going to happen. Just won't. And you can talk about advanced technologies and weaponries. My point is just this. If the people in this country are divided between violent extremists and regular Americans who are trying to live their, their daily lives, it doesn't matter what the government wants to do about these, this growing faction of far left extremists. There's nothing they can do if their numbers grow too large. And if they're going on social media and calling for violence, then someone goes and commits an act of mass violence. And in response, they call for more. You are at that point, my friends. So you can say whatever you want about Tucker Carlson. You're cruising down the highway, windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com Carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. 
They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more, all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Visit now. Tucker dissects what is not being said about the shooting at the Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee. He basically just says, previously, past, in the last week, he made a video about the dangers of trans people calling to take up arms. And he said, these people are going to come and start shooting people. He was attacked for it, and then it happened. Here's what I would like to see happen. I'd like to see everybody chill out. I'd like to see the conflict simmer down, but it's not going to. You see, the problem is, in many states, they are allowing sex change surgeries for children, children who clearly can't consent. Many of these children grow up and then detransition, and their lives are ruined. Many of them are sterilized. So in places like Tennessee, with the help of, uh, uh, of powerful voices coming from the Daily Wire, for instance, they've been able to ban these practices. Now you either fall on the side of supporting them or opposing them. I believe children can't consent, so I think sex changes for children should be banned. Well, these individuals are saying that's genocide, and, and, and thus they are justified in committing acts of violence. Let me show you where we're at. Trans Day of Vengeance will go ahead. Now we're going to read this, and admittedly it's a very serious subject, so it's kind of kooky to jump to an ad spot. But we have an amazing new sponsor. It's Cast Brew Coffee. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we have launched our coffee brand at castbrew.com. Click the link in the description below and pick up your Rise with Roberto Jr. breakfast blend. My personal favorite, mostly because it's called Rise with Roberto Jr. And Roberto Jr. is my rooster and he is a superstar. He's his really cool art that we made. But over at Cast Brew, we actually have four different choices. Appalachian Nights, a robust dark blend. It is very dark. And Rise with Roberto Jr., as well as a Colombian and French roast made available. These products are available for pre-order and will ship May 5th. So we are just now starting the production line on them. So if you order today, you will get the freshest of fresh batches of this coffee. I'm really excited for this. And uh, of course, the coffee shop's physical location is launching soon. Um, we're trying to ditch external sponsorships and create culture and build up our, our own companies. And Cast Brew was born of a desire for bold coffee and a need to build companies that support American values. One thing we can do to push back is create that parallel economy. So when things come crashing down, there will be alternatives. So castbrew.com, link in the description below, pre-order today. Let's read the news from the Daily Mail. An activist group is due to hold a Trans Day of Vengeance demonstration outside the Supreme Court on Saturday, warning against astronomical amounts of hate from the world and following the horrifying Nashville shooting, which left seven dead on Monday, which includes the shooter. The Trans Radical, <clears throat> excuse me, Activist Network, Tran, will host the event in Washington, D.C. from the 31st of March until April 2nd, starting Friday and marching on the Supreme Court at 11 a.m. on Saturday. On their website, they cite gender-affirming care ban bills and the political climate as motives for the demonstration. <clears throat> but commentators are up in arms over the decision to go ahead with the protest as police say they are investigating the role of Nashville shooter Audrey Hale's gender identity and sense of resentment 
that may have inspired the attack on the shooter's, Chris, uh, shooter's Christian former school. Republican firebrand Marjorie Taylor Greene yesterday demanded her Twitter account be restored after features were limited for violating the rules. She said, my congressional account was suspended for seven days for exposing Antifa, who are organizing a call for violence called Trans Day of Vengeance. The day after the mass murder of children by a trans shooter, restore my account immediately. Here we go. This is where we're at after this violent extremist attack. Washington Free Beacon reports one day after a transgender person murdered six Christians, Rep. Catherine Clark rails against politicians and preachers and right wing extremists for their cruelty against trans people. Don't you get it? These people don't care about what just happened. Yo, I don't want anyone getting hurt. I don't want trans people getting hurt. I don't want Christians getting hurt. But they're not looking at this and saying, we're sorry this happened to you. They're looking at it and saying, maybe it's your fault. That's what they're saying. Newsweek ran a story saying they're banning drag queen story hour, but assault rifles are still legal. Is that a threat? I got to tell you, I have a hard line. I will never, never accept these people putting on sex shows for children. That is a hard line. You want to have a debate about pro-life versus pro-choice? We got a tough spot there. You want to talk about flat tax versus progressive tax? Oh boy, this one's going to get rough. But if you want to go and advocate for giving children sex change surgery and putting on sex shows for them, I am going to go ahead and say you're a pedophile in all likelihood. And we will not, as a society, tolerate that. That's the line. So I never would have thought this. You know, I thought civil war was coming because of political differences, but it seems the catalyst is increasingly becoming the left's desire to sterilize, castrate, to to give children sex changes. And I mean, it, it, it's shocking because if you look at Europe, you can see these other countries have stopped doing this. Scandinavian countries have said this isn't working. Follow the science, man. I don't want violence. I want proper health care for anybody who needs it. But these people are lying. And I have to tell you, when you give people antidepressants and psychological, pharmacological, psychostimulants and things like that, don't be surprised when they can't think properly. It just doesn't make sense to give someone who is diagnosed with a mental illness, a mind altering drug, and then take them at their word as to how we should run government. And I'm talking specifically about people who are suffering from depression and anxiety who are diagnosed with mental illness and given a medication which has known side effects and then saying, now that you are already mentally ill and medicated, tell us how we should run our country. I don't believe that is a functioning system that will go anywhere positive. It will just destroy itself. That's right. One day after the murder of six Christians, Catherine Clark is calling out Republicans Many have already posted saying, maybe you shouldn't have banned these sex changes for kids. Of course, they don't call it. They call it gender affirming care. But it's a sex change for kids. I don't understand why they're so at odds with that language. Isn't it a sex change for kids? That's the truth. You see, they want to change the language and call it gender affirming to obfuscate what it is they're doing. Because if you go to the average person and say, would you support giving children sex change surgery? They would say no. But if you say gender affirming health care and they're like, what does that mean? Does that mean like psychotherapy? Exactly. They are trying to lie to you 
They are lying to you to manipulate you. I don't think I can play this video from Libs of TikTok. Libs of TikTok posts trans activists goes an unhinged rant calling on trans people in Tennessee to fight, quote, beat them and hurt them. She's not calling on them to, quote unquote, fight. She's calling for violence. Well, actually, I don't know the pronouns of this individual, so I don't want to be disrespectful. You know, they say misgendering a person is offensive. And so because I don't know this individual's pronouns and they appear to be male, I will just say he him to avoid misgendering them. I don't know what else you want me to say. It. Well, I wanted that. That's dehumanizing. This individual is holding what appears to be a curtain rod with something electrical taped to it. I don't understand. It's some kind of makeshift club saying you have to go and beat people. That's what this person is saying. No, please don't. No one should. But I don't think law enforcement can handle this. It's increasingly getting worse. From the Daily Mail, hate has consequences. Trans support group blames blames GOP anti-trans legislation for Tennessee school shooting, calls Audrey Hale's death a tragedy and demands media call the shooter he him. Welcome. This is where we are. They're not apologizing. They're blaming you. They're not saying we're sorry this person did this. They're saying it's your fault. A radical transgender activist group has claimed the Nashville school shooter was driven to murder six people by an avalanche of anti-trans policies and sentiment, adding hate has consequences. The Trans Resistance Network, a fringe group whose tweets are protected except for for their 3,300 followers, issued a statement on Tuesday in the wake of the shooting. John Drake, the Nashville police chief, said that Hale was transgender. Online profiles suggest Hale used the name Aiden, and, and, and this we, we, we understand. We know this. They released this statement. I've talked about it a little bit. Quote, while it's not our policy to engage publicly with news media, we believe this moment calls for a thoughtful response from our collective. They said there were two tragedies, the murder of three nine-year-olds and three staff members and the death of Hale. The second and more complex tragedy is that Aiden, or Audrey Hale, who felt she had no other effective way to be seen than to lash out by taking the life of others and by consequence herself. Yeah, I don't I, I don't like that this person died, but it's it's you know, is this is tough. I don't want to support these people in their their extremism or their call for violence, but I do think the whole thing is a tragedy across the board. This young woman was clearly mentally ill. Going and shooting up a school proves that. Now you want to talk about any other diagnoses? It's a different question. But clearly, how do we how did we fail these people? Now, I think just because you've been failed and your brain does not work, does not excuse you for being a vile monster who goes and kills children because there's no justification for it at all. I can certainly talk about the tragedy of death or the tragedy of what's happening to our young people with social media algorithms, but nothing will excuse the murder of innocent children who were not alive when this person was going through whatever it is they were going through. This person decided for no reason to kill children. There's no reason for it. These kids didn't do anything to anybody. So for what reason were they killed? Well, unfortunately, For those of us who are sane and don't want fighting or violence, the activists have told us. They have posted online that these kids were future fascists. It's a horrifying mentality. That these people think they had to stop children from being fascists because they're deranged. Their brains do not work. You know what? 
I blame YouTube. I blame Facebook. You made this happen. And they don't care, though. Me saying that to them won't change their minds. They don't care. These are the same people running these platforms that are going on social media and saying, yeah, well, you know, maybe you conservatives should not have done X, Y, or Z. What? Participate in the democratic process and pass laws that we think are important to protect the lives of children? Think about what this is, what they're saying. You get prominent speakers to come out and say, we think this should be illegal. They vote. It is made illegal. So in response, the far left terrorists start killing children. That's the point they're trying to make. They're trying to claim that by banning child sex shows and sex changes for kids, it's your fault that they went out and killed kids. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout fastgrowingtrees.com code pool offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions may apply where do you think this goes take a look at this from the college fix more than 600 washington and lee students faculty signed petition against matt walsh appearance what has matt walsh done What's he done other than make arguments? That's it. He's made arguments. They've been effective arguments. And through the democratic process that all of these people claim to support our democracy, laws were passed. But they won't accept it. They say our democracy and then call for violence. They don't care about democracy. They are lying to you and exploiting your goodwill for power and to hurt your children. It's clear. For us, the democratic process appears to be working. In many states, they are banning the exploitation of these kids. Good. And the violent psychopaths are showing their true colors. It's horrifying. But the democratic process is working. And for us, we need law enforcement to finally step up and deal with it. If you're a police officer and you see someone trying to put on a sex show for children, you arrest them. It's shocking how cowardly these cops are. It's already a crime. It's funny how a cop can pull you over in your car and assert they know the law when they don't, but just be like, look, you know what you did, I think was illegal. So get out of your vehicle. But when you have adults putting on sex shows for children, the cops are like, well, you know, I can't get involved in that. That's what we saw in Texas. Well, in Tennessee, it's now illegal. Good. We need cops in other states to just assert the law and stop these people from exploiting children. It's gone too far. You see what happens when feckless cops allow this to escalate? 
They could have nipped it in the bud and prevented this from happening. So Matt Walsh wants to speak. And, and he gets all of these people signing this. Over 600 students and faculty at Washington and Lee University have signed on a petition calling for conservative commentator Matt Walsh to be banned from speaking on March 30th. According to the WNL Spectator, multiple professors from different departments have asked students to sign the petition. The petition alleges Washington and Lee continues to approve speaker events that provide one-sided platforms for harmful ideologies and that are in direct contradiction to the school's diversity, equity, and inclusion commitments. That's the cult. The death cult. The die cult. Hosting Met Walsh's upcoming What is a Woman event on March 30th is just one example of WNL's disregard for those with minority identities on campus. The petition reads, in his recent tweets, Walsh repeatedly and intentionally misgenders well-known trans TikTok creator Dylan Mulvaney, and he refers to trans women as men dressed in woman face on his YouTube channel. The petitioners claim they're not against Walsh's right to speech. They just want WNL officials to show they do not support his violent words. Matt Walsh's violent words. These people are actively calling for physical force to be applied against people, and it's wrong. They have, unfortunately, on Monday committed a mass tragedy. But Matt Walsh speaking, they say, is violence. Stop playing their games. It's time to stop playing their games. Matt Walsh is simply speaking words. He's not hurting anybody. Maybe your feelings. But y'all hurt my feelings. You don't see me crying about it. I mind my own business. It's not relevant. If my feelings are hurt, that's on me. If your feelings are hurt, what are you saying? You're calling for violence? You people are nuts. When are we going to get anything done about this? When is big tech going to say we will ban these individuals? Instead, all we're getting is more and more conservatives being banned for criticizing the trans day of vengeance, which is coming up. I'm worried about what's going to happen this weekend. And my recommendation is if you live in that area, I would recommend taking a weekend off and going somewhere else. Well, I'll put it this way. I don't recommend anything because I don't know what to do. Don't take my word for it. Let me phrase it this way. I personally would not stick around D.C. this weekend. You know, we live just outside of D.C. We're a ways away, but we're on top of a mountain and uh, we're fairly safe. Put it that way. We have the high ground, as it were. We chose this location because we wanted to get away from cities because of the escalation of violence, because we want the right to defend ourselves. And we have it. And we're in a place where it's particularly easy to defend from extremists. But I'm not really worried about them coming out to MAGA country. We're surrounded by a bunch of right wing nut jobs out here. And that's a term of endearment. They call themselves that. In D.C., you are going to see extremists and it could get bad because they are no longer calling for protests. They are actively calling for violence. I can only assume that what happens in D.C. is people are going to show up with weapons as they have been calling for. And I don't see Merrick Garland doing anything about it. Do you? So that has me worried. But I don't know. Again, what happened on Monday was 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 terrifying. It's tragic. And in response, these people are just calling for escalation. I'm not surprised. They've been planning and calling for violence and, and, and conflict for some time. They want it. And people have been pretending like they're peaceful protesters. When we've been warning, we've begged and warned you and told you these people are growing increasingly violent. Look at Georgia. Look at Kenosha. But they tried to put Cal Rittenhouse in prison for that. I recommend just staying away from it. 
I personally would stay away from it. But in the end, you make your choices for yourself. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all then. I can't say I'm surprised to hear so many conservatives call for gun control. Not all of them. Many of them have stuck to principle and said we can't do it and have made good points that if you allow them to ban guns based on a mental illness diagnosis, they will pathologize right wing thinking. So I tweeted something a while back. I said, should someone be barred from owning a gun if they're diagnosed as mentally ill? Most people said yes. But it was like 60, 40 bunch of people said no. And they said, because who gets to determine whether or not someone's mentally ill? And there are challenges there. However, through due process, you can lose your rights. So I think if someone is determined through an adversarial court to be a danger to themselves and others, then we restrict their rights. That's what's that's that's called criminal court. When you're in prison, you don't have a right to keep and bear arms. So I think there is a, a point at which we could say, all right, we're not going to arrest you and lock you up, but you can't have a gun anymore, right? Well, following what happened on Monday, tons of people are saying, yes, if you're mentally ill, no guns for you. And the poll I posted, well, now it's like two to one. Now it's like 70% to 30%. Which brings me to this video, which I find absolutely hilarious. Jenk Uger going pro-gun? What? Charlie Kirk posted this. Three days ago, Jenk Uger urged trans Americans to get guns because right-wing lunatics are going to attack them. Turns out the opposite is true. Let me play the clip from the Young Turks. I'll be a little bit of a hypocrite here, but it's not. I'll explain why I'm saying it. I don't like guns. I would ban assault weapons in a second. I, we can go on and on about the gun control that we need in this country. Sure, first stop. What's an assault weapon? Define it, because they can't. They don't know what it is. And when they do try to ban it, they're like, you can't have a pistol grip. And it's like, okay. So my Ruger 1022 with a 100 round drum is fine, so long as I don't put a pistol grip on it. Okay, okay, sure, dude. Anyway, continue, Jenk. And I always tell people, don't get guns. It'll make you less safe. All right, I got to pause right there again. Make you less safe. Don't get guns. It'll make you less, less safe. That's what he says. Okay, let me tell you something. Should I go box the bear that is attacking my chicken coop? Now, I'm not suggesting I'm going to successfully maim or kill a bear. But I would prefer to have a gun in the event a bear is attacking my property. And it has happened before. So there are a variety of things you can have with your gun, like rubber buckshot. What you want to do is you want to scare the thing away. You don't want a dead bear. You don't want to kill. You don't, eh, you don't want to deal with it. What, uh, don't get a gun that'll make you less safe. So when my property, when coyotes, when foxes, when snakes, dude, come on. This is a clear, this, this guy is a city urban liberal type through the roof. He has no idea what he's talking about. I'm going to make an exception here. Oh, an exception? For trans people. Oh, for trans people. They are actually in danger. They have had hundreds of laws passed against them. They have right-wing media ginning up fear against them. Okay, whoa, 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 my friend. Jen, I'm going to have to ask you to come on Timcast IRL so we can have a conversation about this, an honest and legitimate one. Because you just said that trans people should get guns because they're in danger and then said laws are being passed against them. Are you suggesting that they need to use weapons because laws are being passed against them? When we as a democratic society determine something is illegal, we don't encourage people to go get guns to deal with that illegality. That's like prohibition happened. Mobsters better go get guns. No, 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 no. We don't want violence. Guns are for other things.
Now, don't get me wrong. I get it. I get it. If Jenk wants to make the point that tyrannical government must be resisted by force, sounds awfully right wing of him. And I'm, I'm not in that camp. I'm not. I think you can resist tyrannical government to the extent they're literally killing people and you're defending themselves. But if a law gets passed, we need to resist that law through nonviolent civil disobedience to a certain degree. And what I mean is just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right. The Nazis claimed what they were doing was legal. But I'm saying when it comes to literal genocide, now what these people are doing is because they understand that principle. They're arguing that a law saying you can't give kids sex change is genocide. But let's play more video. 24-7, they are targeted more than any other group in America. And if anyone should get guns, it should be trans Americans, okay? Because I'm worried for them. I'm worried that the right-wing lunatics are going to attack them as they have over and over again. And by the way, it's not just right-wing lunatics. Other people attack trans folks as well. So, um, okay, Cenk Uger is saying that because they're in danger and he fears for them, they should get guns. But he just said guns won't make you safer. So what are you, what are you talking about, buddy? Look, I lived in Miami. And, and many, many of you have heard me tell this story. There, were, there was a string of home invasions. A guy was on his, upstairs in, uh, in his house taking a shower. He gets out of the shower and his towel and he hears rustling. He walks downstairs to see what's going on. And two home invaders see him. Boom. Put one right in his chest. Kill him. They don't want to get caught. Turns out these guys, I guess they were illegal immigrants. They had entered the country illegally and they were robbing people's homes in rural parts of Florida, in rural parts of um, South Miami, because they wanted money. So what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to deal with that? I had a friend um, who told me that no one should ever have a gun for any reason. And I said, OK, let me let me ask you something. I'm in my farm in a, a rural area. The closest police department is a 40 minute drive. This is true. And someone there has been a string of home invasions and murders. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So somebody, one night, is seen in my, on my property waving a flashlight around. What should I do? Oh, well, if I don't have a gun, should I just hide under my bed and hope this person who probably does is going to spare my life? Should I run outside, get in my car and drive away and flee? Well, I have friends and family. We can't all just do that. We have animals we take care of. Should we abandon all of them? I'll tell you what I did. I cracked my brake action air rifle, went outside, and probably not the smartest thing in the world, and just dry fired the air compression rifle, loud bang, and I yelled, hey, they took, they, they, they turned tail and ran. And I said, you know what? We didn't have guns. All I had was a little pellet gun, but it was scary enough. That loud bang, uh, chased him off. Should I have done nothing? Should I have nothing? And that made me realize, you know what, man, probably need probably need an actual gun. The scary thing, you can't really do warning shots with real weapons. So I don't know if that was the right thing to do at all because, you know, but I figured this person was relatively far away. It was a big property and the bang may scare them off and they're not going to come near a house with a weapon. It worked. 
We didn't have to worry about anything. Don't know who the person was. Don't know what their intentions were. They had jumped a six foot tall fence to get onto our property. So I can only assume it was bad intentions. Should I own nothing? What should I do? Should I just die? Well, my friend didn't have an answer. So Jen Kuger is saying, you're actually in danger. They're going to get a gun. So people who live in Chicago aren't in danger from, from the violence, from the shootings and the gun. Like, I mean, huh? In New York, crime is skyrocketing. They're not in danger. Logic makes no sense. Jen Kuger has this tweet from yesterday. He says, right wing seems to be celebrating that Nashville shooter was trans. As if that vindicates them. WTF, doesn't that prove that maybe you guys shouldn't bully people about who they are? If you think the answer is more bullying, you missed the point and probably are a terrible person. Wow. You think these nine-year-old children were bullying anybody? I mean, maybe the nine-year-old kids were bullying other kids over playing with the wrong Lego or something. But what did those nine-year-old children do to warrant what happened? This is social zombism. The fact that Jen Uger can be like, Okay, I'll be a little bit of hip- hypocrite. Guns don't make you safer and you shouldn't get them, but trans people should because they're in danger. There's no logic there. Only political power. And I think that's what, for the most part, separates the left and the right. The right tends to be principled. The left tends to be collectivist. So my view is, uh, yeah, trans people should have guns. That's right. Don't know, don't care. The Second Amendment exists and anybody can have a weapon. They have a right to keep and bear arms. But you do not have a right to use those weapons to kill the innocent. You have a right to keep and bear arms to defend yourself, your family, your country. But you don't have a right to aggress upon others. So this argument that they're putting out there, it's meaningless. It makes no sense. They want to ban guns because of the fear of a possibility of someone taking negative actions. The problem is there's a possibility of anyone using anything to take a negative action. You can put a padlock. This was a problem at, at a, a, a local high school in my area. Some, someone took a padlock and wrapped a shoelace around it and swung it and hit somebody with it. So they banned padlocks. It's like, huh? A combination locks are small. You could tie a rock to a string, dude, and wrap a rubber band around it or something. You could fill a sock full of quarters. People can do whatever to be bad people. Now, I get it. Guns are more powerful than a, pad, than a, a, lock, a padlock on a shoelace. What about knives? Screwdrivers. People are going to find means to do, this, do these things. And 3D printed guns exist. The cat is out of the bag. So, Jenk, what are you talking about, man? Make a real argument. Because I obviously don't want kids to get hurt. But banning guns doesn't stop that when 3D printed guns exist. Address the issue. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. In breaking news, Governor Hobbs, the Democrat, press secretary resigns after controversial tweet following Nashville mass shooting. That's Jocelyn Berry, who posted an image effectively threatening or calling for murder of people they deem to be transphobic. This was shocking to a lot of people because it was posted after a trans person went to a Christian school and church and killed children. This is from azfamily.com. Governor Katie Hobbs, press secretary, Jocelyn Berry has resigned hours after posting a controversial tweet that appeared to encourage gun violence just hours after a mass shooting at an elementary school in Tennessee. The governor's office confirmed first to Arizona's family that Barry resigned overnight after growing pressure from those within her circle and other lawmakers. Barry posted the tweet, which featured a screen cap of the 1980s film Gloria with a woman holding two guns with the caption reading us when we see transphobes. 
Hours later, critics, primarily those from conservative branches of the Arizona legislature, called the tweet disturbing and highly inappropriate. By Tuesday night, the Arizona Freedom Caucus, a right-leaning group called on Hobbs to fire Barry. Now, I'm pretty sure this, um, they say mere hours, the photo was posted March 27th, 2023, 9.30 p.m. We already knew exactly what had happened by 9.30 p.m. We did a show about it. So perhaps this woman is so ignorant as to the horrifying tragedy, she did not realize that calling for violence was uh, particularly inappropriate. I mean, inappropriate no matter what, but bad timing. Or I think she was actively participating in what we saw from many of these activists, call for death and violence. In response, we are seeing what people, it's, it's what is it, a Darvo? Deny, attack, reverse victim and offender. That's what we're seeing. We're seeing the media come out and say, because of this attack, trans people are scared. The real victims yeah, the real victims were the children. So I think it's a good thing this person resigned. I think this person should not have posted that in any capacity at any point for any reason. News of the tweets spread on social media feeds and popular blogs, including the New York Post, the Daily Mail and other conservative outlets. Ultimately, Twitter removed the post with a notice saying that Barry had violated the platform's rules. Wow. Well, I don't think it is appropriate at any point to make a picture of you, to post a picture with a reaction of, you pointing guns at people because you disagree with them politically. But that brings me to the greater conversation. In response to the breaking news, Dennis Welch of CBS tweeted breaking Governor Hobbs office has confirmed that press secretary Joss Berry has resigned this morning after posting this image on Twitter. I quote tweeted it and said, wow, that's all I really had to say is, wow, I'm surprised the resignation happened this quickly this quickly. And Hassan Piker responded with the right love cancel culture. They always have. Well, I don't know what he means by the right or who he's referring to, but sure, buddy, I'll tell you this. I am absolutely in favor of canceling, suspending, removing, firing people who violate certain um, moral foundations or whatever. Same as you probably do. Here's what cancel culture is. Cancel culture is when a race car driver loses a sponsor because 40 years ago, his dad said a racial slur on the radio. That happened. That's cancel culture. Cancel culture is going back 10 years to Sarah Silverman's blackface joke and firing her from a movie. Bro, that was 10 years ago. She's not doing that today. People can change. Cancel culture is not when a a few hours after a trans person murders children, you post a threat of violence or some kind of support for it and then get fired. Yeah, that's not cancel culture. So here's my question, I guess, to Hassan. Do you not know what cancel culture is? Uh, Have you not had an actual conversation or discussion over what people are really concerned about with censorship? Because I'll tell you this, I love censorship. I am so in favor of censorship. Y'all have no idea. Mm. I think we need more censors. I think Twitter, Facebook, all these platforms need censors. I'm not kidding. Because there are bad people who post threats of violence. And there are people who post, you know, uh, pictures of kids, if you know what I mean. And that stuff should be removed and censored. Illegal activity should be censored. Far left extremists calling for violence should be censored. Far right extremists calling for violence should also be censored. Those are crimes, not self-expression. Now, that being said, I am being a bit hyperbolic. 
Overall, the censorship we are concerned about has more to do with political censorship to shut down ideas like Ben Shapiro getting shadow banned or something like that, or Ronna McDaniel being shadow banned on Twitter. Not that I'm a big fan of the RNC. I think they've been great failures, but we've seen this in the past. What we get from the likes of Hassan is either intentional manipulation or ignorance. Maybe Hassan doesn't understand what the actual arguments are. And thus, he says, the right love cancel culture always have. Well, sure, there are many people on the right who want to see people banned for bad morals. My view is simply this. If you post something right now and get suspended or banned for it, and it's kind of egregious, that's not cancel culture. It is not cancel culture if a person goes on Twitter and starts making threats of violence. It is cancel culture if you dig up someone's old posts and then demand they be fired because of those posts. Which brings me to our good friends, the Young Turks. Because uh, Hassan, I believe, is, what is he, the nephew of Cenk Uygur? Cenk Uygur has a bunch of really old, horrifying posts from the Young Turks. They used to say a whole bunch of awful things. Jimmy Dore said they used to do, uh, up, uh, what was it, upskirting shots or something like that? I don't know what that's about. It is not true. I don't think the Young Turks should be canceled today because of things they did 10 years ago. I certainly think we can highlight the things they did 10 years ago to criticize their stances today and ask them to answer for it. And if the answer is simply, we did dumb things, we regret them, my response is accepted. Absolutely accepted. Just because someone said something 10 years ago doesn't mean it represents who they are today because people change. And you have to give people the, the path to walk down. If there are two paths, the light and the dark, and you say, you did a bad thing, so you will never be welcomed on the path of, of righteousness. Well, then, of course, they're going to be like, guess I'll go to the dark side because they have no option. So we have to tell people, if you do a bad thing, we will give you the opportunity to move forward. But this is the, in my view, lies and the problem that persists with leftist commentators. Hassan is the largest left wing social commentator. 1.3 million followers on Twitter. He gets tens of thousands of followers on his live streams. And I think, simply put, Hassan does not know what he's talking about. I think that's it. Now, to be fair, I don't know what the point he's making when he says the right love cancel culture. If he's referring to Katie Hobbs, uh, uh, press secretary Jocelyn Berry being fired or resigning because she actively called for violence, I'm like, I don't see that as cancel culture. Like, this is bordering on criminal, you know, Okay, fine. I don't think it actually rises to the level of criminality because there's no clear and imminent threat. But at 930, we knew exactly what had happened at this school and church. So to post this picture of women holding guns, us when we see transphobes, it's like, what is the implication in any context? Outside of what happened in Nashville, what's the message trying to be conveyed? Yeah, that they will pull guns on you and shoot you and kill you if you disagree with them politically. I don't see it as an issue if she is forced to resign because she is a press secretary who represents a prominent Democrat, the now governor of Arizona. So, yeah, I got no problem with that. If she came out with a picture of her saying racist things, I also would not care if she was fired. Look, I've said this a lot. And this is the problem with the left because they don't watch my show and they don't watch my videos. If you run a company and your employee threatens your company, I'm not surprised if they get fired. If I have an employee who goes on a racist tirade, I might fire them too. I say might because it depends on the circumstances. If someone goes out and just starts posting vile garbage on Twitter, I'm probably going to say, I don't think you should work here. One, 
what you're doing is bad for us. Two, I think you're a bad person. Three, all you're doing is making the problem worse across the board. So I say that within reason because what the left determines to be a racist tirade is not the same thing as what many of us would. The left, of course, would argue that white privilege and white supremacy are prejudice, power, blah, 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 another garbage nonsense. I wouldn't. So you could have someone come out and be like, the history of Christopher Columbus is this. And I think that what happened in, with the Aztec Empire, they were brutal murderers. And they'll be like, that was a racist rant. And I'll be like, shut up. But like if someone literally came out and just started posting racial slurs, I'd probably be like, get up. I don't think that's cancel culture. I think that's, you know, we have a mission. We're trying to accomplish something. And there are things that we don't tolerate and we don't like. We want to be reasonable, rational, rational people. We want people to learn the truth and push back against garbage and nonsense, lies and manipulations. We want violence to deescalate. So if someone was here and they weren't adhering to those, those standards, I'd fire them. Not to mention, if, if someone here also did this, I'd be like, yo, that's, you, that's over the line, man. Now, granted, I think we're a little bit more lenient. Like if someone worked here and posted a, a reaction meme that was over the line, we'd probably just be, I'd probably just put out something being like, yeah, that wasn't cool. I'm going to ask him not to do it again. We've had circumstances where that's happened. I'm just like, I won't tell anybody to remove it unless it's like outright a call for violence. I mean, that's criminal anyway. We've had things where I'm like, hey, consider what you're posting because that's a bit over the top, ain't it? And that's about it. We don't have a social media policy here. So for the most part, we let people speak their minds. Granted, we don't, we don't, we don't hire people who are like that anyway. So I just think, I think to put it simply, I don't see it as completely unreasonable for a company to say you don't align with our values. The issue that conservatives need to realize is that you are not playing a game where these corporations care about your values. Twitter is clearly leftist. Well, Elon Musk bought it, but was clearly leftist. So, of course, they're going to adhere to their own policies. These big corporations will fire people who violate their their company ethos because they're woke. That's why we need a parallel economy so that we can have companies where we say, "Okay, I'll fire you for for you being racist, too. If you call for critical race theory segregation, I see that as a violation of law. You're out. So. As I wrap up this segment for the day, I'll only say this. Go to castbrew.com and purchase Cast Brew Coffee. We are building that parallel economy, and I recommend Appalachian Nights, a robust signature dark roast blend, or Rise with Roberto Jr. Yes. Now, that one's my favorite. It's a light roast. I'm not normally a light roast guy, but um, it's brand. It was my idea to, to brand it Rise with Roberto Jr., but I'm just a big fan of Roberto Jr. He's our rooster, by the way. So that's my favorite. Anyway, look, we're building the parallel economy. We are going to build companies where our values are protected. I don't blame someone for upholding their values. I just think they're wrong. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all then. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.